We begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and bearing witness that none has the right to be worshipped or unconditionally obeyed except for him. And we bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his final messenger. We ask Allah to send his peace and blessings upon him, the prophets and messengers that came before him, his family and companions that served alongside him, and those that follow in his blessed path until the day of judgment. And we ask Allah to make us amongst them. Allahumma ameen. Dear brothers and sisters, of the most revolutionary things that the Prophet ﷺ brought to this world was that he was able to shift the mindset of a people who did not believe in any life after death whatsoever and turn it into a mindset in which everything that they hoped for, everything that they longed for was the eternal life beyond that grave. SubhanAllah, I want you to imagine having grown up your entire life believing Once we die and we become sticks and bones, do we ever return back? Do we ever really see anything after that? And to take that type of a mindset and to make it so that all you're thinking about is that which comes after the grave and a Jannah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised you, a paradise that is more expansive than the heavens and the earth and that has been promised for people of God consciousness. Now subhanAllah, this idea of shifting what life actually is, is something that completely revolutionized even the language that the Arabs would use around the Prophet In fact, even in the Quran itself, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that on the Day of Judgment, as a person starts to see the initiation of it, they would say, Ya laytani qaddamtu li hayati. Oh, how I wish I would have prepared for my life, hayati. If you say to anyone, my life, they're going to assume that you're talking about hayatul dunya, the life of this world. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that on the Day of Judgment, once the initiation of the Day of Judgment begins, a person will refer to that which is to come as their life as if that which preceded it was not actually life. And the Prophet ﷺ turned that into an optimism when he said, Allahumma la isha illa ishul akhirah. Oh Allah, there is no life except for the life of the hereafter. Not that the life of the hereafter is greater than this life. That in the true sense of the word, there is no life except for the life of the hereafter. And so I was intrigued, subhanAllah, by the word tomorrow. And I'll tell you exactly why. When we celebrate the Messenger وسلم, one of the things that makes him so beloved to us is his humility despite his greatness And the Messenger of Allah وسلم, could have exploited the deep emotional attachment that people had to him. He could have built himself an amazing home He could have consumed the wealth of this world. He could have had the people kissing his feet. No one would have said anything to him. They loved him that much As Abu Sufyan said, I never saw a man more beloved to his people than Muhammad to his people. He could have made his grave a, an entire monument, but the Prophet wanted to be buried underground in his home with nothing on top of it. He could have said and done so much but he was a man who was dedicated to his mission and dedicated to making sure that the concepts that he had been brought with would never be compromised and that he would warn about those things. And so for example, Ar-Rubayyah bint Mu'awwidh anha, and this is where this entire khutbah comes from, subhanAllah, is a very interesting moment. Ar-Rubayyah 
was speaking about her wedding. And she says that at my wedding, the Ansar started to sing these songs where they started to memorialize some of their fathers and their forefathers from Badr. And then they came to the Prophet and they started to praise the Messenger and he is the most praiseworthy human being that's ever walked the face of the earth. But they said in their lyrics, And we have a Prophet amongst us who knows what will happen tomorrow. And the Messenger of Allah stops the wedding, if you will, stops the nasheed, stops the singing. And he says to them وسلم, not in a harsh way, but in a way to correct the concept that no one knows what happens tomorrow except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and I'm no exception to that. Remove that line, that we have a prophet amongst us who knows what's tomorrow. He could have let it go, right? He could have said, well, maybe there are implications, there are layers. But he understood وسلم, that this could potentially undermine everything that he was bringing to his people alayhi salatu wassalam because when Allah Azzawajal says وَمَا تَدْرِي نَفْسٌ مَاذَا تَكْسِبُ غَدَى وَمَا تَدْرِي نَفْسٌ بِأَيِّ أَرْضٍ تَمُوتٍ No one knows what they will earn tomorrow and no one knows in what land they will die that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam is included in that. Now here's the interesting thing about that usage. I want you to imagine if you were living in that community, five years into the messengership of Muhammad and you familiarized yourself with the Qur'an and with these concepts of the unseen and the hereafter, and the word tomorrow is used in your presence. Ghad is used in your presence. And everybody around you understands that the word tomorrow actually means the day of judgment. SubhanAllah. If that was not an important shift in mindset, Allah would not speak of it as such in the Qur'an. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses the word tomorrow in the Qur'an, Allah is referring to the Day of Judgment. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا نَفْسٌ مَا قَدَّمَتْ O you who believe, be mindful of Allah and pay attention to what you have put forth for tomorrow. And Qatada rahimahullah, he comments on this. He says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has brought the hours so near to you that it's as if it's tomorrow. And imagine if you opened your calendar, your Google calendar, and instead of thinking Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you thought today and then you had on your calendar the day of judgment tomorrow. Not I'm looking for the signs around me, not something is happening here or there, but the day of judgment is tomorrow. Imagine what that would do for your muhasaba, for your self-accountability on a daily basis where you look back at the day and say, this was my last day on earth. Imagine what it would do for your relationship. So when the Messenger of Allah says, Don't say something today, you'll have to apologize for tomorrow. Imagine what that would do for your relationships. Imagine what that would do in regards to your actions. If every day you look at your calendar and it says today is Friday, tomorrow is the day of judgment. And Allah wants you to think about tomorrow that way, not to horrify you, but to make you accountable and responsible. Not to paralyze you, but to allow the vision of tomorrow to shape every single thing that you do today. And you find in this ayah, 
يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله ولتنظر نفس ما قدمت لغد واتقوا الله إن الله خبير بما تعملون O you who believe be mindful of Allah and pay attention to what you have put forth for tomorrow being the day of judgment واتقوا الله and be mindful of Allah The ulama mention that the reason why Allah mentions واتقوا الله twice here or of the benefits that Allah Azzawajal mentions as Imam Hassan al-Basri rahimahullah said that the first Allah is in regards to your past. In regards to what you have done in the past that you have not rectified. And this is a big problem that we have sometimes. That we don't rectify the wrongs of yesterday and we just hope that they'll disappear tomorrow. And we're not a people like that. We're taught not to despair, but we are taught to repent. We are taught to make the things that we did wrong right to the best of our ability to correct what we have done, to do proper tawbah, to make sure that we have done our best to correct our previous mistakes. Not be doomed by them, but do our best to make sure that we have at least covered our bases with Allah, that when He asks us about yesterday, we can say we did our best. So the first, وَاتَّقُوا fi ma مَضَى مِنَ الذنوب, As Imam Hassan al-Basri rahimahullah says. He said, the second, وَاتَّقُوا is in regards to your future deeds. Now that you've learned from yesterday, what are you doing about it tomorrow? You see, when they say learn from yesterday, live for today, hope for tomorrow, for us it would be a little bit more of live for tomorrow as well. But learn from yesterday and live for tomorrow and place today somewhere in between. Learn from yesterday, live for tomorrow. What taqullah? So Allah reminds you, think about it. Put tomorrow in front of you as if it's the day of judgment. Likewise, a lot of times when we find ourselves in a situation where we have been wronged, where it's hard for us to let go of the pain that's been inflicted upon us yesterday or today. And that stops us from moving forward in regards to our future. SubhanAllah, look what Allah Azawajal said to Salih alayhi salam, سَيَعْلَمُونَ غَدًا مَنِ الْكَذَّابُ الْأَشِرِ they will come to know, O oh Salih, everything they say to you, every name that they call you, they call you an arrogant liar, they will come to know tomorrow, as in the day of judgment, who the arrogant liar actually is. Don't worry about it. Their words will come back to them. Their actions will come back to them. Instead, What have you put forth for tomorrow? What have you invested in your tomorrow? Now the reason why I share this, this brief reminder, dear brothers and sisters, is SubhanAllah, we have another janazah today after Salatul Jumu'ah. And if you've been paying attention, the amount of janazah sometimes three times a day, sometimes even nine times a day last week, the amount of janazahs have been many. And you need to think to yourself, how many people wait for an imaginary tomorrow and don't focus on the definite tomorrow? Imam Hassan al-Basri rahimahullah said, I've never seen something as certain as death that people pretend doesn't exist. It is as certain as they come, but they pretend it doesn't exist. And I want you to think about your muhasaba. I want you to think about your self-accountability tonight, bi'idhnillahi ta'ala, today. When you shut that book, when you shut that phone, when you shut whatever it is that you're doing, when your record for the day closes today, are you comfortable? meeting Allah tomorrow? That's the question. Am I ready to meet Allah tomorrow? And if Allah Azzawajal found it so important that we even remove the word tomorrow from our language, 
in regards to the things that we may or may not do tomorrow in a dunyawi perspective. Don't say I'm going to do it tomorrow unless Allah wills. If Allah found it that important for you to use it that way, then think of it that way as well. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to sincerely repent from the wrongs of yesterday and today. And may Allah allow us to receive the greatest blessing of tomorrow. And may Allah make us like Bilal radiallahu ta'ala anhu, who when he was passing away, he said, Wa farha to his wife who said, Wa hazna. She said, What a day of grief. And he said, What a day of joy. Ghadan nalqal ahibba Muhammadan wa Tomorrow we will meet our beloved ones, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and his companions. May our tomorrow be with our beloved Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. May our eternity be as his neighbors sallallahu alayhi wasallam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remove from us any of the sins that which we have committed against ourselves or against anyone else to be removed and not be a barrier between us and him and be a barrier between us and our desired neighbor sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahumma ameen. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullahi wa lakum risa'al muslimin. Fastaghfiru innahu al-ghafur rahim. Alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. Allahumma aghfiru al-mu'minin wa al-mu'minat wa al-muslimin wa al-muslimat al-ahya'i minhum wa al-amwat. إنك سميع قريب مجيب الدعوات اللهم اغفر لنا وارحمنا واعف عنا ولا تعذبنا ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم إنك عفو كريم تحب العفو فاعف عنا اللهم اغفر لوالدينا رب ارحمهما كما ربونا صغارا ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم انصر إخوانا المستضعفين في مشارك الأرض ومغاربها اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين وأذل الشرك والكاذبين ودمر أعداء الدين اللهم أهلك الظالمين بالظالمين وأخرجنا وإخوانا من بينهم سالمين عباد الله أن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروا الله يذكركم واشكروه على نعماء يزد لكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون وأقيم الصلاة